And I talked about the cycles of change. This mm-hmm. is something that Alex Hormozzi had, had talked about. And they talk about the five or six stages of change. And if you're going to watch this on YouTube, hopefully we can put the graphic up there. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We'll put this up there. But it's literally a seesaw. So it's like a wave, like up, down, up. So stage one is up. So you find something new, right? It's the shiny object. It's something that excites you. It's something that you're like, oh, I could get into this. And that's stage one, which is uninformed optimism. So, right, you get excited, you're uninformed about it, but you're excited because it's something new. So it's uninformed optimism. Stage two is informed pessimism, right? (laughs) So now you're like, you get into this thing and you are- you know more about it. You know more about it. You're at stage two, you're like, okay, I got excited. I'm in this thing. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. It's not as what I thought it would be. Or you start pointing out maybe all the cons, the negatives of it. So now you're a pessimist mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So this is when the hill goes down. <laughs> the crisis of meaning is stage three. So the crisis of meaning, you start to say, wait, why am I even doing this again? <laughs> and this is when you make a decision and your decision is going to be to, you're going to change your goal or you're going to find a reason to quit, right? This is stage three. This is a very pivotal part of your business. And Stage four is your crash and burn stage where you just keep going down and you don't ever get out of that <laughs> crisis of meaning. You can't find a reason to do this. You, there's no more optimism. You're like, ah, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel in stage four. Where you go from stage four is, where do you think you go? If you're down there, you either go up or down. You either go up or stay there. So after you crash and burn, you go back to stage one because you already quit. You're like, I'm not doing this. So you find something else and you are now- You repeat the cycle? You're uninformed optimism. Yep. So it goes up. Down and then it goes back around if you go to stage four. Now, if you go from stage three, which is a crisis of meaning, you ask yourself, why am I doing this? And when you make a decision, you say, you know what? I'm going to keep this thing going. And then you go from stage three instead of stage four, which is a crash and burn, you go to stage five, mm. which is informed optimism. So now you understand it is not it's not easy to do. You understand it's going to but take you some your struggles. Tools. You have your tools and now you see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And stage five is when you go to after stage five is like stage six, which is which is the achievement phase. So I think for us in this business, I said we went from stage three. We didn't go to stage four, which is the crash and burn. We went from mm-hmm. stage three, which was like, what, why are we doing this? And we saw a flash of optimism, which was when we started changing things. We started hiring more people. We started getting more clients on. Mm-hmm. And we had informed optimism. But after a while, you're no longer optimistic because you don't have the time or energy or dedication to put into this thing. And then right. you kind of go back to that cycle. Right. What's your thoughts on that cycle? No thoughts. On it. <laughs> stage six, which is achievement. You're like, oh, this actually works. And I think we were at stage six for a while. Where it's like, this thing is working, but think- it only works when you do the work. Yeah. I don't know that we ever second guess that it was going to work or not. Cause then we wouldn't, uh, I guess we wouldn't have bought the business model at first before we even, I mean, as you, I don't know if you've heard us say a million times that Anthony is always the one that brings the business ideas. So what happened with this business, if you didn't know, we didn't even say this story. Oh, um, yeah. We were utilizing them as our VA company and we got an email that they're closing down like in a week or I don't know, a week or two days. I can't even remember what the email said, but it's like we're closing. Bye bye. We're like, wait, what? A, wait a minute. Hold on now. <laughs> what are we going to do? And then Tony was like, well, you, why don't we see if we can buy it? I'm like, oh, we're not, I'm not buying the business. First of all, we're in the trenches of the cleaning business we don't have our operations man and we have a va like this is 
I'm, I'm not taking on more headache because I feel like this could be the same thing as the cleaning business. But what sold me on it was that it came with a uh, a manager, if you will. So technically that she would be the buffer between us and the clients. So I'm like, hmm, okay. Us and the operations. Us and the, the operations, day-to-day. the day-to-day. So I'm like, hmm, okay, this may make sense <laughs> because now it's not about necessarily managing it. It's not about managing it the way that we do the cleaning business because now there's someone there to do most of the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. So this actually seems like it does make sense. So that was um, the reason we went on to buy the clean, sorry, the virtual assistant business. We bought it because it was being, they were closing and we are like, we'll take it on. And we did that for over two years and, and did what we could with it. But as, as we said, and also we say a lot of times too, I think a lot of things are lessons. It's not necessarily that, oh, you're closing, it's a failure. Absolutely not, at least not for us. That's not how we're going to see it ever. Um, one, it served its purpose. Uh, two, we then took that same individual that was a manager from the virtual system business and made her our operations manager in, May, in our um, cleaning business. So that was that alone makes it a win (laughs) that even though we've had losses this year, that alone makes it a win because she has helped our business really pivot and grow tremendously uh, since she's been in place. So where where can you see like the the guiding light? Where can you see the the silver lining in in all of this? And you got to think about that in. And no matter what you're doing now, that's a great silver lining as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, we can say we tried it. We can say we tr- we bought a business. Mm-hmm. We've grown What's it. That's our first and only business we've bought. No, we bought um, what do you buy? two cleaning businesses. Well, we bought their their clients. Their oh, business. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that as well. Um, and that didn't work out too well either. Maybe we just stopped buying stuff. But that wasn't a full on. Yeah, that wasn't clients. a full acquisition. That was more of a client um, mm-hmm. list that we bought. But... It's like, what can you learn from the situation? And I tell mm-hmm. our students this all the time. is like, when you start this business, it is not going to be easy. Like, you're going to be optimistic about it. And I told you about the stages of, of change. But what can you learn about it? So we're, we've learned a lot of things. Mm-hmm. One of the takeaways you said was we were able to hire an operations manager. We realized mm-hmm. that she's a lot more than just uh, operations manager for our cleaning business. We learned that she can be operations manager for everything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. We've learned how to take resources and move them around and, and put the right people in the right places. Mm-hmm. We've learned how to have people that work under us manage other people. Yeah, we do that at our nine to fives, but it's a lot different when you have someone in your business managing other people. How much time do you have to put into that person to put into other people? How do you train them? How do you guide them? How do you make sure they move around and do the right things? Um, how do you make sure they're doing the right things for your clients as well? Mm-hmm. So these are things that you have to learn as a silver lining, especially if you're going to do anything outside your job. Because I said this is the hardest week. And even as of recently last night, I woke up in the middle of the night. Oh, my God. I woke up in the middle of the night and I jumped Two out of bed. Two things you pissed me off. I jumped out of my bed. We just had the conversation and I was like, this, yes, this doesn't feel good. People don't want to have the difficult conversations. And I enjoy and I thrive in that difficult conversation, but it sucks all the time. So I think well, I had yeah. the conversations very well. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I said the same thing. I'm like, I don't disregard that it's a difficult conversation. I imagine if my boss is telling me, yeah, within the next three weeks, the company, you know, whatever, you got to find another job or do whatever, you know, whatever it is you want to do, you got to figure it out. I'm be like, oh, okay, I've been here for three years, whatever the case may be. This is why we always tell people that your job ain't guaranteed. Um, so, of course, it doesn't feel good because it's people's livelihood. And we have, you know, 10 to 12 people that 
help to operate and run our, our virtual assistant business. But yeah, you did a phenomenal job, but I knew you would. So, but so <laughs> last night and, um, and maybe these conversations make it back to them. Like we didn't go into this much detail because it doesn't make, you're talking to people, you're literally telling them like we're, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No. So could last night in the middle of the night, job. I woke up and I jumped out the bed. It was, what time was it? Maybe two, three. One something, I think. One, I jumped out the bed and I said, I smell smoke. And I ran to the kitchen. You know, I was like, whoa, whoa, as I ran to the kitchen. And I said, I smell smoke. No. I, you jumped out the bed and ran and I said your name. You didn't respond. Then you came back in and you was um, like, oh yeah, I smell smoke. So I went to the kitchen and I got to the kitchen and I didn't smell smoke anymore. Because I was, I was up at that point. <laughs> I wasn't sleepwalking because I don't sleepwalk. I literally mm-hmm. jumped up out the bed and I said, I smell smoke. Mm-hmm. The smoke was so real in my dreams that I thought it was real when I got up. By the time I got up and woke up, I fully was awake. I got to the kitchen. I was like, there's no smoke in here. Did you Google what that means maybe? Shit, don't get me. I don't, I'm never one of the Google dreams. <laughs> oh my God. I never remember my dreams. So there's no way I'm Googling anything. Only when I was pregnant, I would remember dreams. But now I don't. I don't remember any dreams. Even though I say you dream every single night, but mm, I, what, I typed in "What does smelling smoke?" and it comes up in the dream. Well, this could be like when they say "Don't Google, uh, don't WebMD stuff" because people start to find things and think that they're they should, dying, shit. They're going but. through a seizure. Okay, well, <laughs> they said that could be. They said smelling, smelling smoke is a sign of, of of seizure when you're dreaming. Not in no, life. That's real life. Okay, yeah, there's a difference there. Okay, they said I got a symptom of phantosmia. Okay, this is oh, only said, a one-time thing. Stroke. Oh wait, I'm not gonna say. Okay, so they said when you smell smoke while dreaming, that's the important part. Is okay. a common to dream of smelling smoke? Okay, that's now they going into gods and stuff, stuff like that. Okay, so, so we don't got to an answer right now. But if y'all know, if y'all find out, let us know in the comments. <laughs> let me see what, what it might mean. But go ahead, finish your story. So you came back in. They said this is very significant, and this happens to a lot of people in their dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, blah blah blah. Let me see. All right, they ain't really got. They don't got nothing. Got nothing. At least happened. nothing. At least nothing crazy worth discussing here. Okay, cool. Um, so go ahead. What do you think that it ties back to? <laughs> so anyway, I got up, I jumped up, and I said, "There's no smoke." And I went back in the room, and I said, "Yeah, I was dreaming about. I was dreaming about the smell of smoke." I was like, Ugh. "I was pissed." You were you were absolutely pissed because you went back to bed immediately, I went, and, I, I went, and I knocked out. And I'm here on my phone. But like, that like, just tells you the level of anxiety that <laughs> these type of things can give you. Like, there's no reason why I'm waking. And I know it's hard to fall asleep. And I also had an energy drink towards the end of the night, too. This I is- had a difficult time falling asleep, too. But I thought I was, like, there was something Oh, there separate. you go. So this it doesn't. This is not something that to take lightly when you have to literally, you know, change people's lives in that way. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been able to keep this. Thing. Like, this is something that wasn't going to last this long. And it was like we came in, we breathed oxygen into it, we gave it money, we gave it. And then we, we, we had this thing going for multiple years. So that was the other thing for me why I said, and I, I got to word this right because then I could be considered mean, but why I said I didn't feel as heavy I felt as you were taking it. Because I'm like, and when we speak to some of them, they're like, I, one, they saw this coming. That's one. Two, they were able to admit there were times that they're like, I felt bad because I felt like I was just milking the clock. And I wasn't doing much either. So I'm like, that's going to be at your nine to five too. Oh yeah. I mean, they say that the status statistics show you only work about two and a half hours out of the eight hour day. So (laughs) that's a given. No, no, no. Google it. Um, (laughs) So I knew that we, 
gave a lot. So to me, it's like, yes, no one wants to lose their job. However, you probably were getting away like a bandit for a little, a, you know, a good amount of time. So it kind of like weighs itself. It weighs itself. So to that extent, yes, I feel bad of closing a company and now this shakes up people's livelihood. So that's important to know. I do understand that. But on the other side of it, it's like there were signs that this is probably coming. And also the amount of work that you probably were putting in and get, you know, the amount that you were actually receiving probably wasn't the same. So it's okay. It's okay. And, and it will be okay. Thank you for tapping in with us again. As you know, we always ask if you guys can please, please go ahead and leave us five star review. Go ahead and write something. If you're enjoying what we speak about, if you listen to us week to week, please be sure to let us know that helps us to continue to grow and for other people to listen to our show as well. We appreciate it.